My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, and creator of Optimize Yourself. Since beginning my career, I have battled attention issues, anxiety, and creative burnout more times than I can keep track of. Back in 2005, after almost losing the battle with suicidal depression, I decided that I no longer wanted to sacrifice myself for the sake of my career. I was done barely surviving. I wanted to thrive. Since then, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative performance. My journey is far from complete, but I have now made it my mission to shorten your learning curve so you can forge your own path to greatness without having to sacrifice balance in the process. Now it's time to start designing the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast, where I provide my articles in audio form so you have the opportunity to listen instead of sit and read if that is your preference. My hope is that you're going to use this opportunity to get up and step away from your desk chair for the next 15 to 30 minutes and build the habit of moving more throughout your workday. The following is a reading of my article titled The Socially Awkward Introvert's Guide to Networking with Industry Experts which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash networking. I hope that the ideas in this article inspire you to take some action in your life. The reading will begin after a brief moment to recognize the sponsors that literally make this show possible for you. Thank you so much for your patience and your support. This episode is made possible by Storyblocks, formerly known as Graphic Stock, a company that I have trusted for years with many of my website and podcast images and artwork. I am super picky about the quality of the work that I do, and Storyblocks passes the test, which is why I am proud to now have them as a sponsor. If you go to optimizeyourself.me storyblocks, you can literally download anything from their library of over 400,000 stunning photos, textures, images, and icons free for seven days, and also unlock discounts on millions more items. Just go to optimizeyourself.me storyblocks, S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S. This episode is made possible by The Human Charger a revolutionary new light therapy device made specifically for people who spend long days in the dark and don't get enough sunlight, i.e. you and me. Simply put in the earbuds for 12 minutes a day to drastically increase your energy, improve your mood, and increase mental alertness and focus. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash humancharger and use the code OPTIMIZE to get 20% off your order. This episode is made possible by AeroDriven, the makers of the Topomat, my number one recommendation for anyone interested in moving more at their height adjustable workstation. The Topomat is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout your day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash topo. That's T-O-P-O. I get it you most likely chose a creative career because you love working on your own. As a Hollywood film and television editor, I spend the vast majority of my life in a small dark room, alone. I not only chose my profession because I love the craft of filmmaking, I also chose it because I'm not the most social person on the planet. I'm what you would call an extreme introvert. And if you don't believe me, just ask my wife. Being introverted and socially awkward is not a valid excuse, however, for avoiding the most necessary step to landing your dream career, networking. 
I don't care how amazing you are at your specific craft. It doesn't matter if the right people don't know that you exist. The key mindset shift when it comes to networking is thinking of it as a skill that you must develop no different than learning software. Rather than spending time watching Adobe Premiere or After Effects tutorials, for example, your primary objective is developing your ability to persuade. No matter how socially awkward you might be now, networking is absolutely a skill that you can master with practice and consistency. Defining the term expert. For the sake of clarity, let's first define the term expert because it can apply to many different types of people. It's not only about finding masters of your craft who are the best ever at what they do. Sure, meeting Steven Spielberg would be amazing, but getting to know his receptionist is a far more likely path to getting in the door. An expert could very easily be someone at the very top of their game and a legend in your field. An example in my specific industry would be Walter Murch, who's the Oscar-winning editor of such films as Apocalypse Now, The Conversation, The English Patient, Cold Mountain, and frankly, too many other classics to mention. But an expert can also mean someone that's just slightly more experienced than you. The outside world might not consider this person a quote-unquote expert, but they've gone further down the path than you have. They are an expert at helping you get from where you are to where you want to be. For example, if you're working as a night logger on a reality TV show, an expert to you is an assistant editor working on a high-profile scripted drama. Your networking approach is no different whether you're approaching a legend or someone that's only one rung higher than you on the same ladder. Networking done very, very wrong. There is a right way and a wrong way to go about connecting and building relationships with industry experts and influencers, no matter if you're approaching them in person or electronically. Heeding the following warnings could literally be the difference between you landing your dream career someday versus wondering why you just never get lucky. Number one, do not ask for anything. Don't hand somebody your demo reel and your business card right after meeting them and say, I am available for work right now and I have all these skills and I have worked for all these different companies and if you hear of anything that might be available, I would love to be considered. Oh, and by the way, I'd love your thoughts on my demo reel too. Just put yourself in the expert's shoes for a second. They got where they are by working hard and building their own network. They have an entire list of people at their fingertips when jobs open. Why would they consider you? They don't know you from anybody else and they have no idea if you're worth recommending. You have to earn your spot on that coveted list. And if you think this doesn't happen, I receive emails and messages via social media like the one that I have in this post all the time from people that I've never interacted with once. And just as an example, here's a post, a message that I received on LinkedIn. It says, hello, Zach. If you know of anyone looking for an editor or an assistant editor, I'm now available. Guess what? I didn't respond to this person. You know why? Because I don't know them. But I get messages like this on a weekly basis. Number two, do not ask to go out to lunch or even coffee to quote unquote, pick their brain in your first interaction. Once again, put yourself in the expert's shoes. Do they have an hour in their hectic day to spend with someone that they've never met that may or may not be able to even string two coherent sentences together? No. Well, the knee-jerk response to this is, well, they're just an a-hole if they don't have an hour for me. They just don't want to help people. No, actually, they don't have 
10 hours a week for all of the requests that they most likely receive every single day. It is your job to stand out from the crowd and earn that lunch. In the next section, I'm gonna show you how to earn it the right way. Number three, do not approach an expert without a plan. It doesn't matter if you're meeting in person or reaching out via Twitter, Facebook, or email. The worst thing that you can do in your first connection is say, I would love some advice. And then when they do respond, you say, well, I don't really have anything specific. I was just curious what I can do to be successful. Conversely, don't reach out to an expert and share your life story and then ask them 15 questions. Don't make the expert do all of the hard work for you. Be concise in your request. Come prepared with one question in advance. Do research on this expert before approaching them to understand what they're working on. And if you're interested in perfecting your elevator pitch, just keep listening. The secret to networking the right way. Assuming you've internalized the above approaches and you swear to never make these networking faux pas again, like ever, ever again, you now have only one goal when building your network, create meaningful relationships. Whether you're trying to connect with experts or you're just trying to chat with people at a bar, you have one goal, create meaningful relationships. If my choices were either to hand out my business card to 50 people at a giant convention and hope that five of them email me back, or instead I leave having created one new relationship, I will take the latter option every single time. Networking is a game of chess, not a game of checkers. Now, if you're wondering how in the world you can build a relationship with an expert in your chosen field, if you are just getting started and they're higher up than you on the ladder, the key is to add value. Which leads to the next obvious question, well, how in the heck do I add value if I have nothing to offer? Number one, realize that you have at least one skill that the expert doesn't. I guarantee that you are better than them at something. If you gently steer your conversation with them towards your skills, and only if it naturally fits the conversation, perhaps there's an opening for you to lend your services. And this is for free, of course. Do not use this as an opportunity to land a paid gig. Your conversation might go as follows. Expert, I've been crazy busy working on this film and it has been a wonderful experience, but to be honest, it's been tough to keep everything organized. I feel like I am buried in paperwork. You should see my office. You, wow, that sounds nuts. Yeah, I've been through that before too, but then I discovered this really cool program called Trello. Have you heard of it? Expert, no, what the heck is Trello? You, well, Trello is this awesome project management tool that I use and it keeps all of my paperwork organized digitally. I'd be happy to shoot you a quick screencast video on how I use it and how I keep all my stuff super organized and then I could email that to you. Would that be cool? No strings attached whatsoever. Expert, well, yeah, that sounds awesome. Hey, here's my email address. Bam, you just found a way to stand out from the crowd, provide value, and you got them to offer their email address and you didn't even have to ask for it. Number two, periodically send resources that you've discovered that show your shared interests. After making your initial connection with an expert, keep your new relationship alive by showing that you understand their interests and you perhaps have the same interests in common, but just make sure you don't abuse this privilege. For example, I get emails all the time from people that I've met at networking events or people that read my blog or listen to this podcast where they send useful links to other products, programs, or guests that I might have on the show in the future. 
Now, it's easy to make the assumption that you cannot provide meaningful value if you don't have the same level of knowledge as another expert. But in my mind, every single person that I come in contact with knows more than me about something, and generally, it's many things. Number three, take the advice that you've received and then put it into action. If you've begun a cordial relationship with an expert and they have given you one or two pieces of great advice, prove to them that you actually listened and you did something. For example, let's say that this expert answered your one question at a networking event and you did only approach them with one specific question, right? And they suggested that you finish your undergrad education instead of taking a paid job that you were offered during a college internship. After making the decision to go back to school, follow up with the expert who gave you the advice and just say to them, hey, I wanted you to know that I decided to finish school based on your recommendation and it's the best decision I've ever made. Thank you. So how does this add value? Well, simple. It makes them feel good about helping you. They successfully helped send the elevator back down to somebody else. Only after providing value will the door open to further your relationship by grabbing lunch, coffee, or even shadowing that person for a few hours. This is time that you have to earn by showing that you know how to play the game. How to perfect your elevator pitch. All right, so now it's time to get down to brass tacks. Whether you're reaching out to somebody via email, social media, or you're meeting with an expert in person, you need to have your pitch down if you wanna get noticed and stand out from the crowd. And note, it's called an elevator pitch because in a hypothetical scenario, you have serendipitously gotten into an elevator with this expert or influencer, and you have the amount of time to pitch that it takes to get from the ground floor to their floor. You know, no pressure. Pitching an expert in person. Do not, under any circumstances, approach somebody after a panel or at a networking event and say, I just wanna do everything. Do you have any advice? If you want to stand out and be memorable, you need to be specific. Have a succinctly honed elevator pitch with specifics about you, your interests, and where you desire to go in your career. And if you're not sure how to narrow down your interests, try something that's called the tornado technique, which I break down in detail in my ultimate guide to making it in Hollywood as a creative, which you can download at optimizeyourself.me slash Hollywood Ultimate Guide. You must have a succinct, pre-rehearsed answer to the most common question that you're most likely going to be asked by not only the expert you're approaching, but also any other people you meet. So what do you do? So here's how not to answer this question. Well, I'm thinking of becoming an editor, I guess. I'm still figuring it out. Now, here's a much more concise answer to this question. Well, I'm currently working my way into editing scripted drama because I love character-driven stories. Emotion is what draws me to my favorite shows, and your latest project just happens to be one of my favorites on TV. Now, if you don't mind, I would love to ask you one simple question. How did you, and fill in the blank there. Your goal is not to impress someone. Your goal is to make yourself unique and memorable in as few words as possible without being weird. While your question is being answered, pay attention. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, but nothing will disqualify you more than approaching an expert, asking your question, and then looking around the room for your next target. Show that you are listening and that this advice is valuable to you. Once your question has been answered, now you're going to have to play a bit of jazz and improvise. If there are 50 other people waiting in line behind you, it's time to move on. 
And if you have room to breathe, maybe ask a related follow-up question if you're getting the vibe that things are going well. If you wanna get their contact info, do not say, hey, can I have your email address so I can send you my demo reel? This puts them in a really awkward position of most likely having to say no because they don't want their personal information circulating. Moreover, if 20 other people are standing around, that means that this person is giving away their email, not to just you, but 20 other people. Now, the super secret ninja method is instead to ask for their contact info of that person's assistant, publicist, support staff, etc. You have a much better chance of connecting with a gatekeeper than the expert if you are making a cold approach. And if you still insist on trying to get their contact info and there aren't any other people around, the best method is to phrase it this way. Wow, the advice that you gave me is just invaluable. I cannot thank you enough. Once I've implemented this, I would love to let you know how it helped me. Do you mind if I keep in touch via email and I share my results with you? As mentioned in the previous section, this approach provides genuine value to the expert by showing that you know how to take advice and implement it. Everyone loves helping somebody else find success. Pitching an expert via email. When you're pitching an expert via email, remember that they have a lot of other emails to get through. And if they're truly an expert, it means that their life is busy. Keep it simple. Do not share your life story, every single challenge that you're facing in your career, and 10 questions that you would like them to answer on top of that. Just try out this formula for your next pitch email. Briefly introduce yourself using your elevator pitch. Then share a piece of information that's personal to them that proves that you have done your research and you are not sending the same email template to 100 people. And then ask one question, and a related follow-up question is probably okay as well. Now, if this person is a halfway decent human being, they're most likely going to respond, but do not expect them to respond promptly. In general, an email like this goes into the someday folder. The last thing that you want to do is blow your chance at a potential response and lifelong relationship by getting irritated after only three days and then sending the following message. Hey, I sent you an email a few days ago and you haven't responded yet. I know you're busy, but after three days, it's kind of rude. I'd really appreciate a prompt answer to my question when you have a moment. Thank you. This is an instant delete. Do not make this mistake. Please, like ever, be willing to play the long game. If they haven't responded in a month, it's okay to gently nudge them as long as you are very conscious of their time. So try this simple email formula for getting their attention. Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but a while back I inquired about X. I'm sure that you're very busy, no problem at all, but I just thought that I'd float this to the top of your inbox as I know that stuff falls through the cracks. Thanks so much. Most likely it was just an honest error and you're usually gonna get a very polite response back, often the same day. The reality is you might not always get a response, but plant enough seeds and eventually a few will sprout and grow. Networking is one piece of a much larger puzzle. If you want to land your dream job and your creative career of choice, there is no question that networking is a vital skill to master, but it's not the only skill. Even if you follow every piece of advice listed above and you build a solid network, do you have awesome work that demonstrates your skills? And even more importantly, if you're working hard to climb the ladder of success, have you made sure that you are climbing the right ladder to begin with? 
I cannot tell you how many friends and colleagues that I've talked with who kill themselves in their 20s only to become successful and then hate where they are now because they didn't take the time to assess whether they were climbing the right ladder at all. Now, if you'd like to dive into the three fundamental steps that I believe are necessary to make it in any creative career, I recommend that you download my ultimate guide to making it in Hollywood as a creative, which is available at optimizeyourself.me slash Hollywood Ultimate Guide. And hey, best of luck networking at your next event. I hope that you enjoyed the reading of my article titled The Socially Awkward Introvert's Guide to Networking with Industry Experts, which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash networking. I hope that you were inspired to take action in your life, and this article gave you the opportunity to step away from your desk and incorporate just a little bit of movement into your day. Thank you for listening. Be well. This episode is made possible by Storyblocks, formerly known as Graphic Stock, a company that I have trusted for years with many of my website and podcast images and artwork. I don't know about you, but I'm often desperately searching at the last minute for a quick photo, an image, vector, or just a simple icon, and a Google search for images that I don't have the right to use anyway just doesn't cut it. So instead, I head over to Storyblocks. Unlike a lot of stock companies that really only have boring corporate images that, let's be honest, belong in the category of who would even use this crap, Storyblocks has over 400,000 stunning photos, textures, images, and icons. I am super picky about the quality of the work that I do, and Storyblocks passes the test, which is why I am proud to now have them as a sponsor. If you go to optimizeyourself.me slash storyblocks, you can literally download anything from their library of over 400,000 items free for seven days and also unlock discounts on millions more items. That's optimizeyourself.me slash storyblocks. S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S. This episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast was made possible by The Human Charger a revolutionary new light therapy device made specifically for people who spend long days in the dark and don't get enough sunlight, i.e. you and me. It's not a light box. It's smaller than an iPod Nano, and it fits right in your pocket. Now, no different than listening to music, all you have to do is simply put in the earbuds for 12 minutes a day to receive your daily recommended dosage of UV-free white light. This light stimulates the photosensitive receptors in your brain, which then affects your neurochemistry via neurotransmitters such as serotonin, dopamine, and noradrenaline. Doing so can drastically increase your energy, improve your mood, and increase mental alertness and focus. This device has literally changed my life, and I use it every morning without fail. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash humancharger and use the code OPTIMIZE to get 20% off your order. This episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast was made possible by ErgoDriven, the makers of the Topomat and Topo Mini, my number one recommendations for anyone interested in moving more at their height-adjustable workstation. Listen, standing desks are only great if you're standing well. Otherwise, you're constantly fighting fatigue and chronic pain. Not like any other anti-fatigue mat, the Topo is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout the day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. My friends at ErgoDriven did extensive testing and compared their product to the top-of-the-line floor mats, and they found the Topo drove almost two and a half more moves per minute with 270% more foot motion, 
Now, what this simply means is that the topo users move more. I'm standing on one as I read this, and I don't go to a single job without it. And if you're smaller and you're concerned the topo mat is too big, or you simply don't have the floor space, there's a topo mini for that. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me topo. That's T-O-P-O.